Oh yeah, brother! Nice, nice! How the fuck are you, brother? Send me that hot, hot shit. I wanna listen to it. Come on, hurry up, because I wanna go on tour and shit. Setting here, yeah. look Cabo where we at. First of all, let me just preface this new place with some uh, pigeon noises because it seems like I'm gonna be hearing that every morning for the next fucking however long <laughs> yeah. we stay here. Um, we have a bit of a pigeon problem, and um, I haven't slept here yet, so I don't know. I woke um, up this morning to a little bit are. of uh, <laughs> I'm like thinking, you know what, a pi- how long can a pigeon really? consistently make noise for without getting tired of it turns out it's about 20 to 30 minutes in a row <laughs> <laughs> if any of you guys were wondering if any of you guys were wondering pigeons do not get tired of their own fucking you know kind of like travis though you know he'll he'll keep chatting your ear off just as long you call me a fucking you engage pigeon dog? <laughs> um, a lot in common i think it's a good uh, alarm clock it's so, like Nine o'clock in the morning. As yeah. long as it's consistent. So we'll check in tomorrow. Uh, let's start things off with uh, You're on Too Many Jams, a show about all things 20 year old. With help from friends, family, and experts, we hope to shed some light on those things that seem to leave our age group lost and confused. Uh, if you've noticed, we all have matching slippers, slipper gang. Check it. Woo! I'm doing gang signs. Courtesy right now. of Kev, straight who from Cabo. In Cabo. Dreams. Doing big gang signs into resort. the camera right now. We're in our new place. This is our new roommate, Keb, also known as Cabo Kev, K Dog, um, The Last Samurai, um, Jewel also known Guard. As, uh, Sauvignon LeBlanc. Sauvignon yeah. LeBlanc, his How's last going? name is LeBlanc. He's our new roommate, Kevo. Say what up. How's it going, guys? Happy to be here. Tell us three quick things about yourself. Well, um, I'm technically not one in my 20s anymore, so hopefully that. We don't have to stop the podcast right now. That's okay. <laughs> who better to refle- <laughs> to reflect on his twenties than a man who exactly. just completed them? Yeah. So I have a lot of guidance to share with you guys. Hopefully, um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Never been on a podcast. So what are some excited. of your favorites? You know the classics, like mostly comedic bullshit ones, like uh, Joe Rogan. I like uh, Ari Shafir. There's a new one listening to called Tiger Belly. Really good. Yes, you were Bobby talking about Lee. that earlier. Okay, that I'm going to have to check like, that out. Very like... What's that about? It's it's very honest conversations, but like nothing really... I don't know. It's just nothing... Just very interesting conversations, but nothing like productive. Nothing productive. Nice. Yeah. That's kind of like ours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Time killer. Exactly. And uh, And lastly, number three. Number three. Uh, like a good... Deep Dark Secret? Like oh. a good scotch on oh, the rocks. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Not a big secret. Kev is also a stud bartender and uh, brought along with him his collection (laughs) of uh, spirited drinks. What what label is this? This is the black one. Black Mm. label. Black label. Uh, Johnny Johnny Walker. Walker. I don't know anything about labels. Is that a good label? It's uh, it's a good label. It's one up from red. It's like an industry standard. Wait, so you were going to pour us red and then you decided to up us to black? Yes. You bougie ass Premium shit. Red, Red is like the like the poor man's. Johnny Walker. That would be like black. Me. Black is like okay, you know what? You've, uh, you know, you're all right. <laughs> I, I, you I should be money. drinking Red Label because I was on a double date tonight. And my card got declined. Yeah, that's a real thing. <laughs> and uh, I was and like, then, hey, do you uh, mind? Uh, uh, do you mind picking this up 
for me? <laughs> and then, okay, I don't know why. Like, I looked at my bank statements. Everything's fine. I have no idea why I would get declined. And it didn't even say declined. It said uh, non-sufficient funds or funds not available, mm. which normally you get on maybe a debit card, but this is my visa. And the, the girl was like, normally you see that when there's like the card's been compromised or something. And I'm like, thanks, server. You you are making me feel better, but I I feel like there's something else afoot. And then I get outside of the bar, and immediately a, a homeless guy hits me up with a story. You know, he's like, I've tried all the shelters tonight. Uh, the, none of them have rooms. There was a mistake. I was supposed to have like a, a a bed at one, and they made a mistake, and now I have to sleep outside tonight, and it's so cold. And uh, he's like, I only have thirty cents in my pocket. So I was like, fuck, all right, man. I gave him a $10 bill. I was like, I hope this is the truth in my mind because I'm clearly in a financial bind myself. (laughs) (laughs) But I I did think about it. I was like, at least I have a place to sleep tonight. So all I had was 10 bones. I would give him credit card, but clearly I'd get declined. Yeah, cash only. You know what? I got to say I'm guilty of that a couple times also because – because my phone is, or sorry, because my credit card is linked up to my phone, I find myself just not bringing my wallet a lot of places. So I'll, I'll go to restaurants and whatever, and I just, I won't have my wallet with me and they don't accept tap. So, you know, it, it kind of falls on Olivia to, <laughs> to pick up the tab. <laughs> yeah, Classic right. move. Well, yeah, you know what? Um, I think uh, the, the, the people on the double date were people i know you know they're not judging me too hard yeah they, it's fine they hopefully they listen to the episode where they heard how much money i gotta spend this month um <laughs> but here we're in the new place part of the reason why maybe i was declined we're sitting in it nothing is set up if you look if, if this camera were to pan around you'd see boxes and shit everywhere if you're looking at my room you'd see like bags and just boxes not even a substantial bed yet I mean, his bed's in a box. Yeah. He bought one of those box beds. <laughs> We're gonna do an unboxing of the bed. Yes, that'll uh, that'll be next. You, you know, next episode. Good. Yeah, Ke- Kevin was here a couple <laughs> days early, and his room is perfectly set up. Um, he also lives like a samurai uh, and has a kimono. I do. He looks kind of like a drug dealer would look. You know what I mean? But like the one from like Pineapple Express. You <laughs> yeah. know, like like Friendly. an eclectic <laughs> drug dealer. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Wait, are we talking about James Franco here? Maybe. Mm. Mm. Uh, maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. Uh, we also have a fireplace. Let's put this oh, bitch yeah. on. Oh yeah, turn that on. Let's let's show that. Right on my back. Let's go. Um, <laughs> gas fireplace, not a big deal. Rich. Yeah, light it up. Light it up. So yeah, Kev, you've met our other roommates. So it's Robbie, <laughs> Kevin, Travis, Kristen. Kristen's been on a few episodes. Kevin, this is his first episode, so we thought we don't even know the guy. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> you guys we, might as we well. We moved in together. We barely know each other. I hardly know him. Kevin gives off. Uh, we bartend together a lot, so that's why you know we're drinking a little whiskey right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kev, uh, Kevin just gives off great vibes. You know, uh, super chilling guy, super laid back, fun to work with. He likes to drink. He's down to. Uh, he's down to get dirty. You know. <sighs> Wait, <laughs> whatever that means, I, I don't know. But appreciate uh, it. Yeah, All good yeah we just we just came back from a good shift tonight, and um, yeah, stoked so yeah, about the new place. We're sitting in our living room. Nothing's moved in. It's been so hectic. We hardly have been able to get any guests together. It's late on the Tuesday, but Robbie and I we made a commitment. 
We said we're going to do one every week, and it's been a bit of a fucking challenge. Last week, we had some technical difficulties with the video, so we put the podcast out without a video, mm-hmm. but we'll get that video out too. Oh my God, never film a podcast on a GoPro. Can we say that? <laughs> no, we haven't talked about that yet, but or maybe we spoke about that last week. Okay, but. so Kev, before we get into to, uh, you and everything about you and all your deep, dark secrets yeah. we, and your kill count and all that stuff, <laughs> um, we film right now on like a Canon camcorder. The whole episode, maybe 40 minutes to an hour, is about two gigabytes. Yeah. Nothing crazy. It pops right in my video editing software, no issues. Robbie's GoPro likes to slice the entire footage up into 12 to 18 minute chunks, uh, each of which is two gigabytes. I don't know how the fuck it's so much it's information. Like yeah, it's at least. so annoying. Like what, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And, <laughs> and also, it's in a radical fisheye. <laughs> yeah, it sees all. Like literally, you catch the whole, like half, half of my room in that view. Um, so, yeah, so haven't, we haven't been able to edit that up because I still haven't been able to download all 10 gigabytes of footage from the drives because we haven't had internet because we've been moving. It's um, all set up though. Yeah, while, while I'm thinking about it, this just popped in my, into my head. But from the Super Bowl, what were your what were your thoughts on the on the halftime show? Because everyone's shitting on this performance. I thought it was fine. Yeah, I agree. Like I thought it was like whatever. Maybe it wasn't like Lady Gaga's or whatever, but yeah, there was no like crazy like remember that one year there was like the Disco Shark or whatever like the yeah yeah like there's not there was SpongeBob for a minute like, like I don't know, fifteen seconds but I don't know it was like fine I th- I th- I thought it was fine too and everyone's chirping Maroon Five being like oh they're like they're not a halftime show act and stuff like they're they're big like they they can definitely handle it but what what I what I thought was funny, like uh, what I was more thinking of though, is I happened to catch this morning show, the other uh, the other day, and uh, there's this there's this panel of women. I, th- I think it was The View. Mm. Do you know that show? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so they were talking about the halftime show, and then the the one woman tries to chime in, you know, <laughs> like not saying good things about the halftime show, and then she she brings up Big Boy. She's like, oh, and we had, uh, you know, they they had Big Boy performing with them, you know, who's like one half of Outcast. But where was Andre Two Thousand? Like she, she fucked she fucked that up. She she fucked that up. She you know she's trying to make comments on this show and she calls him Andre Two Thousand. I'm like thinking to myself, get um, babe, babe. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, what I heard on the radio today that was interesting about it is apparently they don't pay the halftime shows. I read that also. So it's for really? yeah, it's like for they're like, hey, if you want to perform, it's obviously a mega stage, hundreds of millions of people watching. You pay us, yeah, yeah. So it's like they they don't pay, so so people step up. I thought it was fine. I like, I don't know. Everyone just complain. I feel like we're in an age of complaining about everything. Dude, we're in a total age of complainers. Yo, like f- everyone likes to fucking shit on everything. Yo, shut because up. they have <laughs> because they have the platforms to do so, right? They, they shit on things and then they hide behind their like profiles or online profiles. I would love to open up the lives of everyone that shits on it and see how mediocre and lackluster everything they do is. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> uh, speaking of complaining though, does this fireplace stink a little bit? 
Um, I, I wouldn't want to start complaining, but it's, it's like my back's on fire. Yeah, we're right gonna now. turn this yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's and let's turn that off. I, it's got like a it. it's got like a gas fireplace smell to it. It's it's the smell of when a fireplace hasn't been turned on in a while. My gas fireplace at home does the same thing. Yeah, the dust oh. ignites and it smells like it mm. smells a bit like a burning. It smells like dust. But we do have a fireplace, which is cool. So yeah, because we're rich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's get into Kev. Dog. Yeah, I was about to say let's. Enough with the funny business, Kev. What is a day in your life like? Well, I guess lately. Just ripping like set bar shifts and whatnot, so it's like pretty cash. But I don't know. I'm a pretty lazy guy. I don't really do a lot. Yeah, you're lazy. You're uh, yeah. what? It, what's a word like? Uh, homebody, couch potato. Like, what are I, you thinking? I am, but I'm always down to do something. My thing is like I'm. I feel like I'm creative, but I don't have like, like I just like put it off. So that's why I was excited about moving with you guys because you have the podcast, the band, like. Just like we can extract people. creativity yeah, from you. Yeah, it's like kind of put a fire in my butt, and I'll just like literally. Yeah. You have a fire <laughs> behind your butt. <laughs> I, I I could uh, I could tell you a few things about Kev. Okay, he Let's he, do pl- that. he plays frisbee. Mm-hmm. He he likes frisbee golf, which is you know no, which, not frisbee golf. Or, or, ultimate or, or, sorry, frisbee. sorry, ultimate frisbee is what I meant to say. Fucking right, but uh, the ultimate. You, you know, I like I like that because um, there's there's nothing worse than playing frisbee with. Like someone who can't throw a frisbee, Yo, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's uh, it's nice to know that there's a yeah, we can eventually when it's warmer outside play frisbee with him. Yes, it's, it's embarrassing. Nice to know there's like a good frisbee person. Kevin is also a photographer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know to what extent, but I know you enjoy photography. I did used to like I had like a lot a of photographer. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's like my aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, I did some wedding photography. I did. I used to work for somebody who did like shot for like dancers and whatnot but not like the fun kind more like just like yeah like boring dancers no i mean like not like like, like uh strippers, strippers. Yeah. No. <laughs> no like people who just like to dance oh, that's uh, the name. yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, the funniest was i used to shoot for uh like high schools like they for their photo id which is really what killed my, all my strippers <laughs> you know high school stripper ids that um, killed all your passion yeah eh? No, it was literally every, it was like, I remember you months. telling me about this. Yeah. This was hilarious. I was all fired up about it. And then <laughs> it pretty much you go six in the morning to like set up and it's a like different high school, like every couple of days, whatever, like through Markham and whatever, all over the place, set up shop. And then it's just all these shithead teens um, coming through to take their photos. And we had strict instructions. Like you can't, obviously you want to do some cool, like you're this jokes, high school person, yeah, like signs. What if I, can I do this? And I was told like, if I do that, I lose my job. So nice. I had to put the foot down and be like, no, you got to just look this way whenever. you teenage fucking losers. And you shoot like, Do what I tell you. Yeah. It's like 300 kids a day. So just like, it was like a conveyor belt. So you just, I lost all my interest in photography whatsoever. By the end of the day, how like angry, stressed out, yeah, annoyed were you? Yeah. Like definitely at a 10, like we're more, I just felt like shitty. Cause I was like, yeah, I, if I was in your shoes, I'd want to be having fun too, but I'm forced to do this. I'm sorry. Just sit your ass down and smile. <laughs> I, I saw this guy on YouTube that uh, he he takes <laughs> for all his photos, like his driver's license, passport, and stuff like that. He's able to do a, a fucked up face because he will hold the face the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So he'll walk in with a new face each time. Like <laughs> <laughs> they can't go on one. And then he'll walk up and be like, uh, yeah, I'd like to my driver's photo. 
And then they're like, oh, this guy's face is fucked up. You, you can't see this if you're just listening right now, but Chav's face looks fucked yeah, up. Yeah, I was doing a fucked face. Um, speaking of which, we do have video on all our episodes except for last week, which is going to come out late because I need to download a terabyte of uh, GoPro porn, basically. <laughs> oh, wait. And, and before I forget, let's just uh, let's just comment on the, uh, the person who commented on uh, Annika's interview. So, yeah, we had Annika on. Annika Boren, I guess she's popular on YouTube because her episode has like... All the views. All the views. <laughs> we, we, we put out videos and they get like maybe 50 to 100 views because we just started the video aspect. How many does Annika's have? Annika's has got over 1,000 now. And one Steven Stamkos. Steven Stamkos comments. Do you think it's a real Steven Stamkos? I don't think it's a real. I mean. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, you right? never know with her, affi- her affiliation. Steven, with Especially with what he said. Imagine Steven Stamkos <laughs> just going out of his way. To- <laughs> He's down a, a deep YouTube hole and just like stumbles yeah. on that. But also good on this guy for snagging the Steven Stamkos YouTube <laughs> right. account. <laughs> and uh, finding Annika's page. What did he say? What was his comment? He he um what's it called he like time tagged time tagged exactly he time tagged a point in the interview and he's like definitely had a threesome after this but then but <laughs> then it like came up in the notifications and emails and whatnot and then uh you gotta find it and it's been edited now he's edited it. so it just says lol at this time tag and it's kind of an irrelevant time uh, i hate tag. to break it to you for you uh goes, but the internet is forever and we saw the first version of your comment just to let you know uh, where you said that you had a threesome after this um we did not <laughs> 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 yeah, sorry. Like that's how the world works. We, once the cameras go off, yeah, it was it was honestly almost less than ten seconds before dicks were in bots, fingers in bots, <laughs> going down on PP, sucking down on farts. <laughs> <laughs> you got <laughs> outrageous, outrageous fun. fun. What this guy doesn't like beer. <laughs> Uh, do you know that video we're referencing, Kev? Yeah. You know the one? I think I know the one. Yeah. Outrageous fun. That's a good one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Steven Samkos, thanks for the comment. And also, Annika, yes. thanks for being uh, YouTube popular. Yes. And uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for coming on our show. That was a highlight episode. A lot of people liked uh, how we... Good response we, to that. Yeah, we ate food, vegan food beforehand. Kevin, I'm going to be honest. We didn't have really time to prepare for you and last week our guest bailed on us so we had to do another impromptu episode mm. and apparently another uh another listener reached out and said i repeated a story oh no the carnal <laughs> offense of podcasting yeah. <laughs> um i repeated the story i think i might have told in our like first three episodes yeah, it's hard to remember um of the squirrel story in the wall uh-huh. so, so many episodes back it's hard to remember man been doing this for some hardcore audience got here <laughs> like they're following no i love it you yeah. know call us out we need a producer we need someone who like. Kev, you want to be our producer? I'll be your producer. Yeah. Whoa, producer Kev. I'm good. Like I just, I'll be the guy who yours are doing it. Then I'll just click in and be like, just one little thing, and then I'll like be. On the I love it. Yeah. Kev's our new producer. Wow, I mean, just, I set up the lights already. Like I was. Oh already yeah, on Kev, Kev did set up. We don't. We don't have any lights. We had nothing. We're sitting on the floor. Um, to paint a picture, we're sitting on the fucking floor. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kev's our to new paint producer. A yeah, we're on the floor right now. Um, okay, so Kev. What are your? What did you think about Robbie and me when you first met me? When we picked you up for that first shift to go to that nightmare wedding shift out in the yeah. country? Yeah, let's talk about that. Okay, yeah, for sure. Because um, I remember, yeah, Trav picked me up. So usually our shifts are all in, in Toronto, so it's all within like a twenty or thirty minute kind of uh, commute. This one was up north, like in north of Barrie or something. So within the shift, like okay, we'll figure out rides. Trav's gonna pick you up. 
and we'll pay for your trip or whatever. So Trav picks me up with, I forget her Callan. name. Callan. Yeah, that was, yeah, Callan. Shout out Callan. Shout out Callan. Shout out. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I first only know Trav from the, the Slack we have, like the whatever, messaging channel. Yeah. And Slack's, pi- or uh, uh, Trav's picture is of, um, what is it? Larry the Enticer. Uh, Larry yeah, the Enticer. Yeah. Which <laughs> Full I, mullet. Yeah. So I thought that's who was picking me up. I'm like, oh, this guy looks like a beauty. You thought <laughs> I looked like Larry, <laughs> yeah, you know Larry the Enticer? Was? No, I know who he is, but I, it was just like a little icon. So I just yeah. assumed it was that kind of guy. He's, literally my icon on our company Slack that's is Larry the Enticer hilarious. with a mullet giving the shocker symbol. <laughs> Um, my job, I wrote as tend bars. <laughs> my status is sending it. Like my permanent status on the app is just sending it. Um, and then, oh, what's his what's his famous line? Oh, send still gonna it. send it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that. Maybe yeah. That's, so that's all there is to say. Yeah. yeah. That's good. So I and it was also Tremondo was like the uh, is your your handle right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this beauty's gonna pick me up. So first I was thrown for loops. I'm like, okay, this guy looks like a little more normal. Heavily let down when I picked you up, yeah. <laughs> And then I was right in the back. I remember I was kind of like, I was intimidated, but I was like, I don't know these people. And you guys kind of knew each other. So you guys are chatting it up. And I'm kind of in the back, just like put my two cents in. And Callan was kind of like, I don't know, she was hungover. She was just kind of telling us her story from the last night. They're just like, open girls. Phone. Yeah. yeah. Just like, yeah, she had like yeah, a, a bit of stories. an open book. Just yeah. like Annika, like they'll just like, t- like you'll sit down with them. The first shift you'd sit down with them and they'll just be like, yeah, my boyfriend left me. This was what happened. And like, this is how I feel about it. Like I'm this and I'm that. And like, it's a lot of, inf- I'm not, I'm not going to like dox Callan on this, but she told me a lot of information <laughs> that first shift. I, yeah, worked I think, I think she's friends with Annika, aren't they? Aren't they friends? Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's why they get along. They just spill beans all over each other. I, I remember, I remember when we, for, when we got to that venue though, and, uh, when we first got there, I drove the the truck with booze with Eddie out to Eddie's uh, our boss out out to the barn. And uh, when we got there, you had told Callan the um, the gas story. Oh yeah. <laughs> so so when we got there. She's like, "Oh, you wrote a song about me." Yeah. Holy shit, Callan! <laughs> so if you guys have heard Gas, it's on our SoundCloud page. It's it's also we told a story about um, how one of the girls so gas is a song about getting gassed by girls. Robbie yeah. and I wrote it kind of in a fun tone. There, there's a few notables, and it's about we were just getting gassed a lot, um, and uh, the songs become a little bit of a hit, and we've been playing it at shows. And one of the girls that uh, the Tinder line I sent her that's like the opening line of gassed. Uh, she came around full circle at the show and was like. Take wow. me out. Take me out on a date. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And then that's that's so good. One man. of the girls that Robbie got gassed by right when we sh- when we uh, wrote the song was Callan. Yeah. So she uh, she she was like, I told her the story, and she was like, "What? You guys wrote a song about me? Like they wrote a song about me? Like all this <laughs> stuff?" I'm like, "All right, a small a small influence. All right, let's not get ahead small of ourselves here." On the song. Yeah. There's you also, know, yeah, you're one of a couple. Yeah, you aren't the only girl gassing <laughs> us. Don't feel special. I've been gassed a lot. <laughs> we get gassed all the time. Yeah. Um, mostly about his ex girlfriend, I'd say. Uh, and then, so we get to this uh this wedding shift way out there in the boons and it's raining and they want to do an outdoor bar. And, uh, I see the rain and I'm like, Oh, look like the outdoor bar not happening for the wedding. <laughs> well, we had set up, it was looking nice and the rain kind of came out of no, I we mean, could see like ominous black clouds. Like, yeah, it was right moving in, in. And like, they're still like, yeah, no, it's still outside bar. But I didn't know it was going to be an absolute downpour. Well, yeah. th- so what, what happened is it starts downpouring and we hide inside 
And we're like, okay, cool, no worries. We're not going to do this outside bar. And then the wedding planner's like, we looked at the weather, we looked at the predictions, and the rain's going to stop at the exact right time for the wedding. So, like, I could tell what she's alluding to, but Eddie's like, so we're going to have to set this bar up in the rain. And she's like, yeah. And I just see Eddie look to me like I'm like the, the shithead guy that's got to do this. I'm like, no, 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 no. And nothing had been pulled from the fucking truck yet. Like we're still unloading this stuff on site, like into the barn and into the outdoor bar. So he put and- me on eat the shit duty. And he's like, Trav, go out there and set this bar up in the pissing rain. rain. And it was cold. <laughs> and I have the least body mass out of anyone. I shiver easily. And I'm out there shivering. <laughs> Guests are arriving. And I'm just like blue in the face, chattering, like setting up this bar. And, and, and they, like forgot, they forgot to pick up uh, Prosecco. So he sent me to LCBOs in town. I had oh, to drive that, the thing. Na- in- oh, you had to drive a car? In the town, oh, was that was that a rough go? I was literally getting pissed on. I was soaked to the core. You know when you're so wet. I was, yeah. My shoes are wet. My socks. My underwear. Yeah. And it was like a twelve hour shift, and I had to bartend after soaked. Um, that was a bit of a f- oh, but highlights of that beautiful wedding. Very nice wedding. And you know what? Uh, in spite of all the rain, it happened to clear up just as they were doing the outdoor ceremony. So it actually worked yeah. out quite well for, for you them. guys. I was soaked. <laughs> I was soaked too. Oh, yeah, you were soaked. Yeah. I was like I running was well. in and out of the barn. Uh, I was getting yelled the at the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was new to sit bars, so I was just taking it. But like, the wedding right. was uh, it was a race car driver and like a, a yeah. celebrity PR person. There were person. some cool people there. Mm, so like a media ce- company. There were some sort of celebs there. Um, one notable was the uh, property brother, the single one. Mm-hmm. And he asked Callan out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was, that was funny because I was... Oh, shit. Oh, it was empty. No, it was not empty. There was an entire spill on the couch, on the carpet. Um, first spill in the new house on Robbie if I had to put a bet (laughs) on who would spill first in this house Robbie would be up there yeah probably top four (laughs) Uh, no but I I remember I was working with Callan a few weeks after and uh, she was showing me that this guy, the one property brother who had just broken up with his his longtime girlfriend, wife, <laughs> or wife, maybe I don't. I don't was it his wife, wife? friend? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Still married, divorced. I, I, don't, I don't really follow those two dudes, but anyways, he had sent. Uh, he was he was trying to take her out, and he had sent her a. Um, uh, and uh, NFA or NDA, NDA, exactly. Or like some sort of like contract. It's yeah, and, and she was showing me it, showing Callan? me it at, at the shift. Yeah, this uh, this guy, he had an NDA that he sends out to the girls that he wants to take out just to like protect himself. That's, but it was like kind of outrageous. A in this day and age, Jeez. I guess, right? Yeah. Like you would know about it though, right, Kev? Not famous yet. Well, yeah, like you can't like slide the DMs without first sending out an NDA. Do you send NDAs? Yeah, like that's the first thing. That's how you slide in. <laughs> So Kev, uh, God but, bless his soul, was actually supposed to go out tonight with a lady friend and uh, bailed for the boys and because it was kind of late, but especially yeah. for the boys. Yeah. I mean, the shift went late, but for the pod, for the cast. Yeah. And, and we appreciate it. Now we have a guest and we don't feel so hack. Kev, let's talk about your 20s. All right. Where do you want to start? Maybe at age 20. Where, where did your 20s start? Yeah. yeah where so, did your 20s start? <laughs> yeah. So I guess, yeah, University of Guelph was when I turned 20. Oh, you Guelph. went to Guelph? I did, yeah. Okay, uh, cool. Go, uh, cool. Go Griffins. Go Griffins. Oh, yeah. Go Griffins. And okay. uh, what'd you take? <laughs> I took uh, physics and philosophy. 
Wow, it's good to see a nice application wow. of that degree. I'm a bartender. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of physics involved in bartending, and yeah. I think even a lot more philosophy. Oh yeah. And okay, so you're taking physics and philosophy. Where'd you grow up? Mississauga. Mississauga. Okay. Meadowvale, to be particular. Oh, yeah. I know Meadowvale. Were you uh, were you a party boy? Uh, it was one of those things. I was always like, I don't know, having fun in high school. Like within, like I don't know, it wasn't like I wasn't necessarily the most popular, but I was within that group. Like B B list. B list. I was B list. Yeah, hardcore. I like that. I think yeah, that's yeah. a better list yeah. to be on. Like a B plus had, list. Yeah. I was invited. I wasn't necessarily like I'm not friends with a lot of those people anymore, but yeah. I, I actually identify with that. I feel like I was a B-lister in high school. I feel like I was in that area also. But I didn't ever, I never wanted to be on the A-list because the A-list was... Uh, they peak early kind of. They, uh, they peak early, but also I just didn't gel. Like mm. I, it, it's like I could be a part of that crew, but I was, um, I just didn't feel like uh, the same, we didn't talk about the same stuff. They would invite me to parties to be a clown basically. Mm. Like I was like... Uh, like a bit of a jokester, a bit of a class clown. So like, you know, invite that stupid. No, no, I'm just kidding. Invite that like funny kid. Like he'll make us laugh. And he'll then do what we say. And then I would I'd invite my B-list crew. And um, we ended up, we ended up always being invited to the parties. My high school was really good about it. Like everyone was really Inclusive. close. Inclusive. Uh, we knew which ones were our tight group of friends. So like B-list is more like a joke on things. But um, I'm still super tight with my high school crew. And I think they all blossomed into wonderful A-listers. Um, yeah, you got a good tight-knit crew. Guys that you still hang out with. We were definitely A-list in uni though. For sure. Like we hit, we hit, we peaked at the right time, I think. Like bowls in first year. Uh-huh. Those videos from those videos. What? <laughs> the, the, those videos I used to see of uh, of uh, you, Merck, and um, who's your other? Was Mitch. Mitch? Yeah. Was it Mitch? And our RA roommate. Yeah, and you'd be wearing those white big sunglasses. <laughs> Playing Bob Marley, smoking weed. <laughs> yeah, and Mitch, or, sorry, Merck would show me these videos of you guys all the time just ripping the like biggest bowls. It was hilarious. So jokes on Merck, <laughs> quick story. So not a big weed guy, but in first year, first time living away from home, I got big into weed for no reason. Um, and we would just smoke it a lot and Merck would take videos of us while we were like passing the joint around in the room playing Bob Marley dressed like idiots. And he was, we were like, don't save these. Like it's going to come out to incriminate us later. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to save this and blackmail you jokes on you. Merck. It's legal everywhere now. <laughs> <laughs> I also think he lost those when he lost his computer. Uh, so Kev, you were partier in uni. Like what was your deal? Yeah. Like definitely, same care definitely met a good group of guys in university like those are those guys i'm still friends with like uh my first year buddies we moved in like to a place in toronto like we moved out strangers you met at school yeah like actually within the first week we're just like good buddies kind of thing so that was more what i met like guys who are just like really vibe with kind of thing um and it was funny too because they were on the seventh floor of addington Fuck yeah, a, uh, go Addington. Is go that Addington. like a party res or? It was that year. Um, yeah. They were on seventh floor and quickly they got like a reputation for like the saying was hard as nails. Like seventh floor, hard as nails. Whatever. <laughs> 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 it was just written all over the place, you know. Everyone knew. But Everyone uh, knew. I was on the sixth floor. Sixth so my, floor, my, hard my, as dicks. Hard as dicks. <laughs> <laughs> sixth floor also, we're good. Yeah, no. <laughs> but no, I'd go, my buddies were up there, so I'd party with them. Um, and then pretty much, I don't know. I feel like I was always like right in there, but sometimes would not go out. Like I was sort of like, again, 
party adjacent. It would pick my pick my party times. adjacent. Yeah, that's a nice word. Like you, you liked having your escape. Yeah, you couldn't live in it. And even to even like at one point, my buddies moved into a place together. I decided to move downtown because I wanted to be with my my cool like people who are like into music and bands and all this shit. Mm-hmm. For a while, I felt like I wanted to be in that scene. Like, oh, I want to be with the, the music people. Big music guy, by the way. Yeah. What are your What are your top bands that you like? What kind of music do you listen to? Tangent alert. Mm, all right. Real quick, or I was into Father John Misty, like that guy a lot. Cool. Um, I don't know. I was ended up listening to like random fucking like house music too, okay. like uh, <laughs> real. I don't know. Random by like Fisher. He's a big one like right DJ now. Fish? Oh, DJ Fish. Trav loves Fisher. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that guy. We okay. fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. And he's also a character. That one song that he just came out in like last couple of years. I keep hearing in like DJ I'm sets. Losing it. I'm losing it. Yeah, I'm big losing. big yeah. fan of that one. <laughs> hearing it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Like him a lot. I don't know. Disclosure. I'm so bad when it comes. To people are just like. Say like I'm DJing and someone's like, "What's a good song?" I'm like, "I don't fucking know." Bit like, of a tough question. Like, yeah, it's hard to like, cruise spot. through my. Bit of a tough question, but every time we talk about music, you seem to know the people we're talking about or have like you're in the you you, you have do a good follow, knowledge. You have a good yeah. knowledge. Yeah, I feel like I have good taste. So you're you're with these cool music people downtown. Um, school kind of flyby. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Did you were you worried about graduating? Yeah, I was garbage at school. Like I, uh, all my friends yep, took same. a fifth year. Yeah, and can't, I took a six. Can't, can't relate. Super smart. Very good at it. <laughs> can't relate. No, it was funny though because I was downtown, like in a cool house, like downtown Guelph is right. All the bars are and shit. Yeah, yeah. And then my buddies were like a little further away, so we'd rip it and whatever. But then um, the friends I thought I wanted to hang out with, I realized like, oh no, like I was almost having an identity crisis. Like, oh no, these are actually my people, the ones that I left behind. Kind of things. Like, I had to go away. You don't to know then come what back you have like, till it's gone. Exactly. I'm like, no, no, these yeah. are my people. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, ended up you know, graduating a little later. So you say you took a victory year, kind yeah, of. Took two. Or I took a victory year, and then I still had like a, two courses to finish. So I finished that when I after I moved home. Were you working as well? Yeah, <laughs> I worked some random ass jobs. While I was doing that. What I kind was of a, jobs? I was a lifty at Glen Eden for a season. Oh hell That's, yeah! Uh, okay. I always picture that being the most boring job on the face of the earth. It was. Okay, cool. cool and it was cool. like, <laughs> like my whole and life. Cold and you're just kind of yeah. It's like lackluster. Everyone I worked with too was in high school. Like I'd be talking to them. <laughs> it's like I feel like my whole life's like that. I'm kind of like four years ahead. Like talking to people. But I'm always older than them, but I'm like talking to them, and then <laughs> all of a sudden, they're like, today? I was at school. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Like, oh, what do you got going on this week? Like, oh, we got prom coming up. I'm like, oh, okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, prom. <laughs> can I come? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. Can I chaperone? Yeah. <laughs> so we, we were at the ski hill a few weekends ago when it was negative 24, and we're dying. Like, it's, it you, can, you can't get warm. Bearable. And Where the were lift, you guys? The lifties, we're at Sir Sam's up in Halliburton. The lifties standing there and mm. the entire day. And every time I went by him, I'm like, this poor soul, that must be the worst job in the world. I was thinking the exact same thing the entire time. Like, how are you staying warm out here? Like, how are you, you even take shifts. Like, there's a guy managing. inside and a guy who's outside. Okay. There's a guy in, what's a guy inside doing? It's like, you're kind of doing the same job, but now with the new lifties or new lifts, there's like two things. So, you know, the ones that slow down before yeah, you get on them. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy who's outside is doing nothing, but where I worked, you had to actually like hold slow it back. It, hold yeah. it back. So you're like doing a service kind of thing. And also if someone falls, you're the guy who's on the, the handle, like slow it down. Any type good deal. falls? Did you see any wicked falls? Yeah. There's always those. Like people who just get like on it Smote a little bit over. and they just go yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nothing funnier than a good like lift, lift accident, accident. Yeah, or like a, especially T-bar. 
Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. That's like the most dangerous. Everyone goes there because they don't know how to ski. So like, I want to be like safe. It's the most dangerous spot in the hill. T bars are the, way sketchier than chairlifts. Yeah. Bunny Hill is the worst. Do you see anyone fall off like ten feet after they got on? Yeah. It was more like oh shit. Six. They kind of like mostly kids, unfortunately. It but carries I, like, them like six feet and then they yeah, f- and then they fall. Yeah. <laughs> that happened to me as a child. That's why I ask. I fell off a chairlift. Probably. 20 feet after I got on, oh. I did the old lift to readjust. Ski, ski got <laughs> caught in the you know, like little boot, the little yeah. things you can rest your skis on. That yeah. kind of yeah. uh, ski Hang got caught down. and I flipped out the side and fell uh, Shit. Fell as a child. Into, did you break anything? No, because I fell into like netted off bushes. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, very fluffy. <laughs> wow. Hard to get me out. Fortunate. <laughs> yeah. Like um, for it just reminded me, have you seen that? Uh, lift video you're going to ask? The lift video? Yeah. The freak accident in Aspen, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Was it Aspen? I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure. Somewhere, it was like somewhere in Colorado, I believe, yeah. where the whole thing shut down and it started going in reverse really fast. Yeah, and it was insane, and it was just fucking Mocking zooming people. by, and people yeah. were just flying Did off the list. They're trying. To, I don't know. I I feel like they're still dealing with the aftermath and lawsuits with that. All the chairs thing. get caught in the one spot. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, um, I'll have to I'll have to rewatch that. Do a little research. Okay. So you were lefty. Any other weird jobs? Um, let me think. Yeah, beyond that, like, the photography one is pretty fucking random. Um, I w- worked for the Blue Jays for a little bit as an uh, uh, event activation team member. So like, you know, like remember like the um, we had one candidate for the Blue Jays. You had like the big Canadian flag. Yeah, I was on the field holding the flag. Oh, killer! Yeah, cool. I was part of that. You know. Yeah, you're part of something big. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I sold that my resume. You know, <laughs> big as in Canadian flag. Yeah, yeah. big Canadian flag at the Sky Dome. Big. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Flag like, holder, Sky Dome. Kevin, nice me. to meet you. <laughs> I was, you uh, guy? I did a shift, you know, like they have junior J Saturday. I was like in the dunk tank for a little bit with like oh, the opposing nice. team Jersey, just like taunting everybody. <laughs> like just sending it. Yeah. You've had some funny jobs. I know. Very random job. I worked for, yeah. Like the photography one kills me. Yeah. That one was like, I don't know. I was still really into photography then, but I knew, so, yeah. you worked for Ontario. So you're graduated at this point. Do you have any fucking clue what you want to do? No. And that point too, or that's like around the same time I got into like the whole restaurant thing. So that's like what really took off in terms of like, I was just passionate for the service industry. Yeah. That's and, what you do when you really don't know what you want to do. Like, it's like, I'm just going to do this for a little bit. Anyone that ever told me they're passionate about the service industry, I assume is just a lost soul like myself. Yeah. I'm like, they're like, I'm passionate about the service industry. I'm like, I'm passionate about the service industry as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like winking at them. Yeah. They're like yeah. also lost. Yeah. <laughs> me too. But I was like, I remember I started serving because I wanted to, my grand plan was to start PAing somewhere. Like, oh yeah, I'll get a job PAing. Maybe Personal assistant? Yeah. Like, but, um, like on a set or something to get into Ooh, film or something. Yeah. So I had some buddies during that. And then that was my initial idea. Then I got more into serving and I forgot about that plan. So you were <laughs> working at a pretty big restaurant in Toronto. Were you a manager at Troni? I was like bar managing. Mm. It wasn't like officially like at one point I was supposed to be a supervisor, but it was one of those things where you, I don't know, the responsibilities was going to be like too annoying. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I could make more because it was serving to you make more money serving or bartending. Once you start supervising, you make less money. Oh, whoa. Yeah, because you don't so make as like many tips. It's like a demotion kind yeah, of. Yeah, but it's more like for long term, like then you're going to get benefits or you're kind of like going in that path. It's like, it's sort of like a power trip thing too, right? Yeah, I can see it. It's more if you like want to go in that direction, but if you're just doing more, this is just like a couple of years, then you yeah. probably should want to do that. And this was at the Summer Hill Trony? Yeah. Yeah, so we we know uh, we know a lot of the Trony people. We play there, Robbie and I. We know a lot of the, like the family owners and stuff, so we're, we're familiar with Trony. Love the place. Sorry? 
Mammalides. The Mammalides, yeah. yeah. And uh, the Lennon Heslips. Oh, yeah. Um, good, yeah, great restaurant. Love it. And I, But I always imagine it kind of being a rough place to work just because it's like a huge organization. Mm-hmm. Such a big operation. And, and very strict on their their culture and yeah. their food i was like you know what i'm talking about like they won't cut your pizza i, I, I know yeah, yeah. and I, i'm just like okay any place that doesn't cut my pizza must be like strict in the back room as right. well like I, I picture like a nhl like rook like nhl team with like rookies and like <laughs> hazing and like well it was kind of cool because it was like one of the first places i like really learned to serve or like learn about hospitality and remember i first shift shouting somebody and someone had like a sandwich I'm like i hey, gonna get some mustard i'm like ah, no problem go to find something oh you need some mustard and they're like we don't we don't do that Tony doesn't do any of that stuff and i was like what <laughs> and they're like no we don't do any they condiments don't do any to substitutions or anything i remember because someone's uh-huh. like hey like can i get this dish but can i add in chicken mm-hmm. they're like nope that's like cool can i get that dish but i'm allergic to seafood don't order it yeah like i literally <laughs> like like felt bad about it for a while until you realize like the thought behind it then you're like okay now i can explain this and have no problem what is like, the thought behind it the thought behind it is like it's traditional. It's not only Italian; it's Southern Italian. Mm. So it's traditional Southern Italian. So, like mob you, bosses, you would never ask them to sub in a chicken, right? Well, they sub in your own fingers. Their thoughts are more like you wouldn't put ketchup on like, I don't know, some traditional Chinese dish or something. It's just like more like, yes, I would. Yeah. <laughs> What's a better example? Don't like, test uh, me. don't yeah. test me. I put mayonnaise on pasta, dog. Yeah. Or, How many Italians roll over in their grave when they when they heard I put mayonnaise on pasta <laughs> oh, when I was younger? Fuck every one of them. But so, what would you, you know, and anytime you would get uh, you would get a table and they request something that you know was going to be a no, what was your answer to them? Well, pretty much like you get very comfortable saying no. Yeah. Then it's funny because like we joke about it. If you are not sure about it, you just answer no. It's like no, we don't do that because it's like. Anything that's kind of like off, like, can you do this for us? It's like, no, nah, we don't like, we don't do this very, you just go to the same spiel. Like, yeah, no, it's we don't traditional, do that. It's like set up by the chef. Blah, blah, blah. It, yeah. You um, say I could talk to Don Corleone if you want to make a little <laughs> adjustment. All right. Yeah. I'll talk to the Don. With, with a lot of the uh, clientele we got though, they're all like kind of, I don't know, Rosedale people. They're kind of like, a lot of them are alpha. They're like, whatever they want, what they want. And they would just go live it. If you say like, they're, they're already no. saying it. They're like, I know you're going to say this, but blah, blah, blah. they're like, already like fighting with you. And then. I don't know. It would, just, it would just be kind of a battle kind of But thing. doesn't a part of you... I loved saying no to people. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, you, you learn to love it. People, with those especially people. that don't hear no a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember when I was a towel boy, I told you about my sagas of working yeah, at a yeah. resort that didn't have a lot of towels and getting reamed out all the time. Oh, yeah. I was basically the whipping boy for this entire resort. Literally a towel boy at a resort with a towel problem. And they would take it out on me, and I kind of liked it. You know what I mean? They're like, can I get a towel? Something, a basic human right at a resort. And I'd be like, no. no. Nah. I'm like, you want to dry off? No. Here's the sun. <laughs> you can't. Sorry. I'm like, I hope you packed some fucking towels. Yeah. Uh, uh, use your clothes. Uh, sun dry. Sun dry. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen, but there's this nice sun up in the yeah. sky yeah. right or, now. Or when the bar is closing, when I'm working sip bar shifts, there's always a drunky poos that come up and they're like, yeah, but you can pour another one for me, right? Like, yeah actually no yeah <laughs> I, oh yeah give me a no yeah yeah you're gonna pour a couple out for the guys it's like you know what i'm actually gonna do no such thing <laughs> <laughs> i know we're hitting it off all night but i uh truth be told i'm done i want to go home and you're shit out of luck yeah and they're like yeah. they end up saying like i want to speak to the manager it's like 
Yeah, no problem. They're gonna you tell, walk away yeah. and you come right back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let me go problem? grab them. Let me yeah. go grab them. You like you, you like get on the phone. You call it. You ring your own phone. You're like, what's up? <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll be there in a sec. You do you do three sixty. You're like, hey, what's up? Can I help you? Oh, the answer's still no. Yeah. <laughs> still gonna be a no. So your work at Troni, then you went back to school. Yeah. So I was Troni for like three years. Kind of like was uh, I don't finished with that whole life at a certain point realized I wasn't going to go any further um and then yeah I discovered uh there's these boot camps uh bitmaker like a development boot camp yeah I've had so, buddies go through them yeah so I ended up doing a, like a few workshops with them getting into dev like coding for websites um yeah then I ended up deciding to do that one full-time so I uh first quit Toroni went on a trip through Southeast Asia and then found this, yourself found myself namaste Party a lot. Party a lot. <laughs> yeah. Found and, yourself in the booth. Yeah. Any uh, anything dangerous, crazy? Like, did you almost die? Were you abducted? What happened? Nothing. Or we the first thing we did because I always wanted to go like surfing and what really good spots. So we went to Bali mm. and went to the island next to it, which is Lombok. So we ended up doing like a surf trip through there and just through buddies' recommendations. Like, oh, you want to go here? Um, I don't know. You can try to find some good spots. They're pretty close by. Right when we land there and go there, it's like so like there's it's not built up at all. Like Bali's still kind of like westernized, but yeah, Lombok's like there's not much there yet, which was awesome. So we drop our shit off at the uh, the hostel. We tell the guy like, oh yeah, we're looking to surf, and then right away they're on us. Like two guys like, oh yeah, we'll we'll show you how to surf. We'll show right. you a good spot, blah blah. blah. So they're like, oh, yeah, throw your stuff down. Like the surf's like looking at their watches like, yeah, yeah, it's up right now. And like here, just put your, put your suit on. So we're like, okay, so we throw it down get our trunks and like our, our towel jump on the back of these motorcycles like yeah it's not too far so like me and my buddy are just like ripping it through these hills of lombok just going to the surf spot and we're like we've already been we've been there for 20 minutes we're like what the fuck is going on immediately getting taken advantage of <laughs> yeah but but they're a night nice, i don't know the, the one guy was the manager of the hostel i don't know maybe we were being naive but it seemed like like these guys are trustworthy yeah so trust everyone yeah it ended up being a nice a hostel 20 minute drive and then like actually a secluded spot I don't know, end up getting up in these perfect waves for like, nice. yeah, it was actually yeah. amazing. So we did that for like, uh, I don't know, like five days or so. Um, learned a lot, like how difficult surfing is, like how know, your body takes a beating. Like my arms were just exhausted, like every day. It's hard. It's a thrash yeah. fest. Yeah. We, we commented on a bit after our LA trip last year, but the waves were hitting pretty big in uh, Manhattan Beach. I, I'd say what on the face, like I know that they're only three or four feet as mm-hmm. a surf report. But three or four feet on the face turns into about six feet. Mm. And um, the sets come in and they're relentless. Mm. And if you don't know how to surf, which like we know how to surf, but on the boards we had in those conditions, fuck fest, I think is the proper term. There was, I, I told you, there was a point where I was getting thrashed so hard and I couldn't make it through the break and I couldn't get back to my board. And I was like, time to die. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. so frustrating. There's, uh, I mean, yeah, once, once the break starts coming in and you can't get past the, <laughs> past the waves where they're like fucking thrashing on you, it's so annoying. It just drives you insane. Cause you, and then you realize like how strong these guys and like how much sort of technique there is to actually getting out, uh, outing out, out, out past the waves. Yeah. Right. And just how it's powerful they yeah. yeah. Even a four foot. You know what I mean? Yeah. I couldn't imagine uh, anything bigger, especially with reef below. Like, luckily it was sand. Yeah. So my face hit a lot of sand. Yeah. <laughs> but I could see how it would be. And when you're lying there, out there, on facing the waves, 
you know, four or five foot waves look a lot bigger They're than huge. when you're sitting yeah. out on the sand, right? And even when you know you're like, I'm going to have to hold my breath, even for 10 seconds, I just started like freaking, like just you're like, I don't want to hold my breath right now, but you have to. And then you don't know if there's more coming behind it. So it's just like, they say too, like once you start freaking out, then you more, like you have adrenaline, so you can't hold your breath as much because your yeah, heart's beating for faster. Sure. For sure. So it's like, you have to calm down and then hold it's your like, breath. Thanks it's like, thanks tips when you're dying, don't yeah. freak out. Like. <laughs> No, I, I remember. So I, I'm like, it's, I'm in the deep area. I'm having, I can't touch the ground. I'm getting super tired. I'm getting pounded. I can't get back to my board. I'm so tired. I'm like, like mm. time to die. Um, but I, what, what my favorite memories are. So the locals, they will take the nice spots mm. where the wave breaks properly, and it pushes you to the flat face walls, and there's times where you'd catch that wave you're in the right spot finally the wave propels you you're you're you have that moment where you're like i did it <laughs> and then you realize you're way too high on the wave you're getting catapulted <laughs> kind of up yeah and out and you're like oh, gonna eat shit it's like, yeah <laughs> and you have Cook that slams <laughs> you have that you have that about one second where you're being you're still a part of the fun but, yeah. And you really get to reflect on how bad you are at surfing yeah. and the Walmart board you're on before you get like crunched, like Correct. catapulted board and body straight into the sand. You scorpion, the legs touch the back of your head. The board gives you a nice love tap on the top of the head. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and you, know, you know what's worse for me is not even, not even the wipe out there, but just thinking oh like i wonder what the locals are thinking yeah. of me right now yeah. after i just eat shit just the ego. on this teed up fucking wave for me we saw some like straight up uh surf uh locals only fights we found a really cool place uh to surf finally in palace verdes long break mm. with different levels based on like the the shore underneath so we found like waves we could hit all day but the locals were fighting they would steal every nice wave from yeah. the big spot from you they would just barge in on you yeah. and, and they and were like, they were getting into away. a bit of a riff with one of the guys who clearly wasn't from there um, while while we were there Travis and I were just kind of looking at each other like I tried stay to away from a this lad that's all I tried to do. Just smile the whole time and they'd look at me and I'm like, eee. especially when you're like, they're riding their short boards. Like they're obviously surfers. Walmart rentals from Jeffers in Manhattan big ass beach. Fucking things. They're just like, Hey, yeah, yeah. Just out here right now. I'm like, no worries. I'm like, I live here too. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily where I was like, there was one spot we went, like it was always beach breaks. But we went to one that was on an Island. That was like a reef break, but it was like a, a mellow reef and didn't realize it, but it was like a special time of the year. Like there was actually big waves coming out. So just happened to be there, rent, like didn't even plan on surfing at this island, but like, oh, the renting board's cool. Go out there. And they didn't look that big, but I didn't realize how far out it was. So paddle, paddle, paddle a while. A kilometer. Then you get out there. I'm like, oh, okay, these are fucking huge. And they're telling me like, okay, stay to the left if you want to catch smaller ones to the right's big. And I'm an idiot. I'm just like, ah, I'm okay. Big right, wave so go, Kev. Yeah, big wave Kev. And then out there and just like then big sets come in. And you're just like, oh fuck so you like start paddling toward it so it doesn't crash on you kind of thing i actually had like a moment where i was out there a few times you're just like you get fucked and you're just like now you're away from shore too so you're like legitimately i'm drowning well, the, <laughs> like, the, the like, problem with waves too is the the fact that okay yeah you know where they're gonna break roughly where the reef is but if the wave's bigger it's gonna break five feet behind mm. and if it's small it's gonna break five feet in front good surfers can kind of pick it out and hit the sweet spot bad surfers you get uh, sushi rolled I called it when you're just 
in the bottom of the wave and there's nothing you can do about it. And, uh, you know, you see blue crush where they do like the nice dive oh, underneath the, the wave. Dive. Yeah. Can't, can't do that on a 10 foot foam board from Walmart. No, you, you can't. So your only release is to get sushi rolled with it. You, they, just, you just flip you just, it out, like upside down. You, you, you hug it, you flip it upside down and you pray every no, time. I, I, I don't know if this is right or not. I'm sorry, right or not, but what I would do is I just hop off the board and I would dive under myself hmm. and just like try and like swim and like hold the board with my leg when it's like getting it, fucked. It's I always get the same back. thing. The board gets sh- sh- shot behind you and you yeah. get yanked by your foot back 10 yeah, feet like, every nope. time. It's a violent sport, but it's one of those ones where you just, no matter what, you're having fun, even having getting fun. violently and drunk. Yeah, a good workout in yeah. the I've been time. like the most scared, but I always wanted to get, get back out there. It's like, yeah, it's addictive for and sure. And you, you were just in Cabo. So you were, the reason why you're now called Cabo Kev, mm-hmm. a man of many nicknames, is you were in Cabo for your 30th. I loved your 30th birthday outfit. Oh, thank you. A play on the Dirty 30s. He did a clean 30s party. He went all white out to Cabo clubs. Oh, yeah. And uh, you were like, clean 30s, clean 30s. And everyone thought you quit drinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like by the way still drinking i meant clean just as in like, like clean it out just clear it, yeah no i'm still drinking yeah still, <laughs> like, not still. trying to quit alcohol yeah. <laughs> but but are you still doing the uh the dev stuff and like web um yeah so i've been doing that for the last little bit but like it's funny the people i graduated with they've all gotten jobs but since i started i started working so far immediately again after finishing so i was like okay this would be good in between then i was like I'm making okay money right now. So I've been like, I've been slacking a lot essentially. So yeah. that was one thing moving into this place. And like, now I have a good, I don't know, I'm pretty much setting like a three month, a four month timer. I like need to find a full-time job within this and that much time. In so the dev world? In the dev world. Yeah. I would like that. So that's still your ultimate plan yeah. is, uh, is to carry on with that stuff. Yeah. Cause yeah. I feel like, yeah, like even I love sip bar, but can't really keep that going for like, no, indefinitely no, kind no, of thing. absolutely. Yeah. Is so, there, so that's cool. I got a buddy uh, that went through the same thing, went to one of those boot camps. Oh, cool. Uh, applied for jobs for about a month and a half. You do get them. Yeah. And, and he doesn't have a diploma. And so it was yeah. uh, it was purely from the boot camp and uh, being a good uh, good interviewer. Um, and he's working at CIBC now. Oh, wow. And, and he's working on the, like, the dev team there for their, their products. Um, so that's cool, man. We'll help with that. Uh, we'll also extract your creative juices like a bumblebee. Yeah. But I do want to know some of your opinions on some of our 20-year-old topics. Okay. Like like dating. What did you do in your 20s? Like what was your philosophies in university, after university, any long-term girlfriends? Did you ever think you'd settle down? Stuff like that. Definitely our university was more just like random, whatever, not really dating. Fuck boy but, Kev. Oh, yeah. The big, <laughs> another nickname. Yeah. Big fuck boy Kev. <laughs> no, I honestly didn't even like, I don't know. I feel like I wasn't even a huge fuckboy. I, I consider myself like a late bloomer. Okay. Yeah. Definitely more recently a fuckboy. You, <laughs> you hit fuckboy latency like four years behind everyone. Like you've done with everything. Exactly. A little bit of latency. Yeah. When the 21 year olds are being fuckboy, you're like, I might try that. Yeah. You're like 25 back <laughs> in Toronto. Like, hey guys. <laughs> hey guys, gonna try fuckboying. <laughs> no, I didn't have like a long term relationship until. Well, it was funny because right when Tinder got big, that's. I, don't know, I was on that for like messed around for like I don't know, a couple months on that and then got into a long-term relationship like right around that time so i was in like three-year relationship right when that was like big and then i feel like since then i've been kind of like taking advantage of the old apps exactly yeah <laughs> 
Um, so you never like thought about timelines of like when you should be with people or your philosophy. Like, did you go, did you, were you neurotic in your twenties thinking about a lot of these issues or did you just kind of take it as they came? Neurotic about what? Like about dating? So like, yeah, like Robbie, I don't know about at least myself, like I'm neurotic in my twenties about what's the right move. What do I do? Mm. You know, what oh, am yeah. I, talking, I think about that stuff all the time. So were you like during this process, were you like, I should be on this type of timeline or I shouldn't be fucking or I should be in a relationship or, and, or were you yeah. just... Yeah. Or definitely. Yeah, Cause like, especially when you start comparing yourself, especially in your later twenties that like, cause people start, I don't know, they're actually getting married, they're having kids, that kind of shit. If you start playing your, I don't know, it plays your head if you're like, oh, what am I doing? But everyone's on their own thing. So I stopped really caring about that. Like, I don't know, like not too long ago, but yeah, previous to that, like if you're definitely like early time dating would always be in my head about what are they thinking? What should I do? Um, then you start, then you realize like, oh, they're thinking the same thing you are. So you're both being neurotic with the same thing. So just fucking chill out kind of thing. You stop comparing yourself. Yeah. So definitely yeah. I've gotten more at peace with that sort of thing, but definitely again, like it's only within the last however many years kind of thing. Gotten comfortable with that. And, um, I've so only just figured myself out right now. You're just seeing someone you're, or you're like, you're not, uh, you're not in a relationship. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm in the kind of same boat and, uh, the girl I'm seeing, uh, same, same sort of, we both are neurotic yeah, and we both are now aware of our neuroticism and it's actually made the relationship a lot more comfortable. Oh, cool. Yeah. So you understand each other better. I'm just like, Hey, I'm overthinking this. She's like, cool. I thought about breaking up with you uh, a few times this week. I'm like, I love it. Love it. Love cool. it. Same. And then, uh, we're like, cool. So, but we're, ha we're having fun. So like, let's stop worrying about it. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause that's what neuroticism does. When you're not with the person, you're like, what's my move? Is this long term? Am I going to be yeah. in LA? I'm going to be a musician. Like, should I be with someone like all this stuff? And she, and she's probably be like, he's got no job. Like, what is he doing? You know what I mean? Like he's, he, he's like stringing together five jobs to pay for his life. And he wants to be a rock star. It gets in your head. And then you just go on a date and you're like, I'm having fun. Like, mm -hmm. shut up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Enjoy right now. Yeah. It is tough like to like live in that like moment kind of deal. Are you worried about living with Robbie, Kristen and me? Not actually at all. I have even thought about it. Like I was going to say, it's like, okay, should I be worried? Cause I'm not worried at all. I'm just like, I feel like it should be, be fun. <laughs> what is there to worry about? No, like, that's what I mean. Like I haven't second guessed it at all. Even for a second, I'm like, I guess I don't know these guys that well, but I just have a very good vibe, vibe about it. Like I'm excited. I'm excited too. Yeah. I'm super Individually, stoked. I've like worked with you guys and each time it's been like, oh, I like that. I like that guy. Like, oh, always pumped when I see Kev on the shift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like this. I, I know what I'm getting when I get Kev on the shift. All right. We both, <laughs> there's something about just being able to do that. Like, slacking off and stuff like that sure it's fun and like making jokes but at the end of the day like get the job done I mm. I hate not getting the job done and doing a good job it's embarrassing yeah, yeah. it's embarrassing like just and when when I don't know when you work with people and they're like fuck this or like you're like okay haha yeah but also Still. let's not it's, let's it's not like, fuck it, it, it completely you know like it's, it's really not that bad and you know what you know who's a real MVP is Jeff Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 Jeff grinds hard, man. Yeah, He's Jeff grinds like super, super study. Puts up with a lot. Super chill, easy to work with. Like tonight, he was just he was the man. Yeah, we got fashion we got week. Jeff. Yeah, that's what we're doing this week. Uh, fashion week in Yorkville. If you're listening to this and you're in the area, we'll be attending bars uh, locally. Come by, say hi, get a drink. I don't think it's open bar. I think it's a paid bar, but it is yeah. a paid bar. We'll throw an extra half ounce in there for you. 
Yes, yeah. we'll, uh, I will airmail you a tall can from across the room. <laughs> uh, that's the only way I serve tall cans is with a, a Tom Brady airmail. Uh, speaking of Tom Brady, planted another smooch. Honest coach. Honest coach. Man, that oh. guy can't stop laying lips. <laughs> the, guy, the guy only is kissing the lips. He doesn't kiss on cheeks. Did you lay any prop bets for the Super Bowl? Yeah, we did like a kind of a pool, which for some reason I always come in the top like three of this uh, Super Bowl party you go to. I know nothing about yeah. football. I know nothing. Yeah. But I, I somehow you know have a knack for it. Snow. I know nothing at all. Well, it's like, it's like when I did my March Madness. I was in a pool for March Madness with a bunch of people. And uh, have I watched a, a college basketball game in my life? No. Do I have Google? Yeah. I Googled, because you can do this, March Madness bracket. And I copied an expert's bracket. <laughs> there you go. And I won. No way. Yeah. And I won all the money. And I was like, <laughs> I was like <laughs> it's just that easy. That's just how you do it. I'm like, who knows better than a big sports expert? <laughs> no one was pretty, no one was uh, too pumped about that, but it was for charity. So um, a lot of the money went to charity. So I guess it was kind of dope. But yeah. So same deal with prop bets. Which, do you remember which ones you won? Um, there was a lot of random ones. Like there was some that were like, which commercials will come on and like after the kickoff and that sort of thing. About how many kisses Tom yeah, Brady would plan? That was I one bet of them. That was them. a prop bet for sure. That was a. It was a pick six, and they're all kind of crazy shit. Like one was Will <laughs> Travis Scott and um, what's it called? Proposed to Kylie. Yeah. yeah, that was one. And then another one is uh, Will Tom Brady kiss his son for way too long? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the funniest thing about it is uh, uh, I was hearing on uh, Spitting Chicklets. Uh, they were talking about the Tom Brady clip where he was like getting a massage or something and his son came over oh, God, and like yeah. planted a peck on his lips and Tom Brady was like, just a peck? <laughs> and then the kid was like, oh no, like knowing exactly he's got to go plant a, a big smoocheroo on his dad. Yeah. You know, Tom Brady knew this was on camera too. You know, this this whole thing was being filmed for like a, like a documentary. Uh, that's why they had the clip. Yeah, and he He's, smooched his son for a few seconds. Also, knowing full well, smooched his coach again. I think he doesn't give a fuck. He's like asserting his dominance. He's a kisser. On He's a kisser. And you know what? Do it. All the power to him. You know what? No one's getting hurt except for his son's emotional scarring. Maybe we're all wrong. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe Tom Brady's I, right. You no, know, but I heard this one comment though too. They're they're like, you know what? Yeah, Tom Brady. He's been photographed kissing his dad on the lips. He's like, he comes he's from like, a long line of kissers. He comes from a long line of kissers, and you know what? Tom Brady turned out all right. He's got six Super Bowl rings, so you know what? His son's probably gonna be fine. <laughs> you know, maybe so, I should start kissing my future kids on you, the lips I, I for a long say, time. Do you think more people will start kissing on the lips? Hundred percent because of Tom Brady. Hundred percent. There's some families out there, some dads that are like, kissing. They're like four-year-olds too long on the lips so he becomes a football star sons and dads are like you know let's give us a shot some real diehard pads should we fans. should we start uh you know in the house when we leave and stuff just long smooches like later yeah well similar to your, to similar to your jewel experiment we'll start like a kiss experiment for a oh, week speaking of the jewel experiment little update um it's been going so so uh, I I talked to other people and apparently I'm not the only one experiencing jewel related <laughs> controversy. So this is a uh, Robbie's girlfriend who quit smoking with the jewel has been noticing that she's been jeweling so much that it's making her mouth sore and stuff like that. Um, I talked to some of the people that work at Sip Bar and they were like, I've had to stop jeweling during the workday, like leave it at home. And I'm like, perfect, jewel roll, you're already on the game. And there was another guy who I bartend with who runs a clothing company who said one of his rules is that he picks one day a week to not jewel on 
So I've decided to incorporate that into my rules. Today was my day. So I went the full day. No problem. It's it's now tomorrow because yeah. it's the next day. Past midnight. Also, I'm tired as fuck. And I was like, I've done my full day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jewel this one out because I'm going to stay up till probably two or three tonight. Yeah. And I think on that note, tired as fuck. Yo, yeah. Well, our, my night's far from done. We got to edit up this. Uh, I'll, go in, I'll go in the studio, mm. lock this video down, get it out. Kev, put you on the spot here. Any last words of wisdom you want to leave us with? Um, well, or first I want to say I'm very excited to live with you guys. Like, uh, I've always wanted to be on a podcast. So oh, I think you're making me want to lay uh, a big yeah. smooch on you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, let's say that if you want to kiss someone on the lips, like, <laughs> don't be afraid. Like, if you know what you want, just go for it. Just don't be neurotic me. about it. Yeah, don't be just, neurotic. You want to kiss it. your son or your dad on the lips for a long time? Kev's an open it. book. Yeah. Just do like Tom Brady does and just, Dude, just win Super Bowls, win rings, kiss on the lips. Excited excited go. to uh, live with you as well. You will probably be on the podcast a bit more often than you probably want to now right. that you're living <laughs> with us. Uh, we'll do a house tour when it's all set up. Mm-hmm. Our other roommate, Kristen, was sick tonight, so she couldn't join us. Uh, it would have been a sick idea to do a little midnight pod with the whole squad, but that rhymed. Mm. But uh, yeah. We'll save that. And um, when in doubt, do as Tom Brady does. Should we end this with a smooch? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess we'll see you next Tuesday. To me, got blistered toes. The time to kill, I'm a sweetie. This burning air.